Network. Welcome everybody to the Closeted Nerd. I am your nerd, CosFit Manny. I hope everybody is having a good evening, good afternoon, a good morning, whatever it is, whatever you're doing. Thank you for tuning in. Got a good one for you, as always. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Closeted Nerd. Today is March 16th, 2021. It is Austin 316 day. And if you do not know what I'm talking about, I don't know where you've been. I don't know what rock you're hiding under. I don't understand what you, If I don't understand why you don't understand what I'm talking about. But it is Austin 316 day. For everybody who do know what Austin 316 day is, welcome, grab a beer, sit back, and let's, uh, let's kick in and reminisce a little bit um that's right stone cold steve austin this is a day where all the fans of austin 316 and of stone cold and of wrestling period has you know dedicated their time and dedicated this day to probably arguably the one of the greatest of all time wrestlers um especially in my opinion he is definitely in the goat category if he isn't the goat uh not you know we're not gonna count you know championships and all that other stuff but just he's one of the goats to me and um i'm thinking back and i I wanted to do this specifically on this day because i wanted to talk about just some things that stood out to me when it came to stone Cold steve austin uh just some memories and uh you know just 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 honor uh an in-ring great you know what i mean stone Cold steve austin to me me growing up um i grew up like i said in, in a few podcasts before but me growing up i grew up on wwe uh even then when it was wwf you know monday night raw uh war, uh raw's war uh the monday night wars all of the attitude era all of that uh, i grew up on and nobody especially in that period of times when, when we mentioned attitude era there is probably nobody else that stood out to me that carried that could single-handedly carry that entire movement, unlike Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think he epitomized attitude area. The entire fuck you to the establishment, um, he was that guy. Uh, he was the face of wrestling. Uh I, I really can't really, I really can't say we're looking at a period of time where Hulk Hogan had you know basically disappeared, not disappeared, but he fizzled out, you know, he was reinventing himself over at WCW, you know, as Hollywood, but you know, his time had, has, has gone. Shawn Michaels, you know, I, well, he wasn't, Shawn Michaels was never like, um, he was never a person that would like disappear, but I'm just mentioning people who before Stone Cold recently, but you know, it was Stone Cold's show. It was, it was no question, no doubt about it. It was Stone Cold's show. The dude was, basically a walking hill he was one of them people that you love to hate you know and there's always going to be that one that one star you're like man i don't know why i like this person so much uh, i don't know why i like this character but it's just like stone cold's character seemed or his personality or whatever he portrayed on screen or in ring seemed to me um it just seemed natural it didn't seem like something you know he was keep trying to trying to uh 
Taylor. It just seemed to fit um, regardless of what it was, whether it was the ring entrance, the walk, the way he, you know, paraded around the ring, the way he paraded around backstage, his, his on mic skills, the way he interacted with other stars, the way he interacted with fans. It was just perfect to me. And nobody epitomized raw, gritty, and and just I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do other than Stone Cold Steve Austin, in my opinion. Now, this is in my opinion. Um, I've talked about Stone Cold many times on different episodes and with different people over, you know, over time about how I how I think he fits. Stone Cold, um, a point a point of time that sticks out to me is with Stone Cold's history, right? that I can remember vividly. There was an episode of Monday Night Raw. They were, uh, this was in the middle of the whole invasion thing where, you know, WCW and ECW, basically when WWF started to, you know, basically buy out everything and it just started to turn into this whole whole thing. The segments that they started to doing was great. But we started to witness some things happening with us, with the, uh, the three brands that I mentioned. So, this was probably like the last five to 10 minutes of the show. Right. And um, everybody was in the ring. It was an all out brawl. This wasn't a match. It was an all out brawl. Uh, I think it did start off as a match, but it, it ended up in like a DQ. Everybody was raw Van Dam, uh, Billy Gunn, Booker T, uh, Kane, Undertaker, Dudley boys. <laughs> you, you name it. Everybody was in the, in the ring. Shit, I didn't even think Disco Inferno was in there, but everybody was in a ring. Everybody was going at each other, and nobody. And all you could hear was Jr. In the, in, on the on the commentator, um, on the commentation, uh, how he, you know his enthusiasm, and he was like, "We're Stone Cold," and oh, this is getting out of hand, and da 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 da. Man, it, it was just I had chills, and when his music broke, when not even when his music broke, let's go back a little bit further. When he when he showed up backstage. And just whooped everybody's ass. It just was like it's Stone Cold, like Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold was like the Terminator. Like he was like the ultimate person. Like he was untouchable, unbeatable. Like it was like he turned the tide. It didn't matter how many people that was in the ring. It just seemed like everybody was getting getting whooped. And when Stone Cold showed up backstage, he pulled up in his truck. You know, came out. I don't know if he had a um. I don't know if he had a tire a tire iron or something he had in the crowbar or something he had, but he was. He was whooping ass, though. And then his music hit. And when his music hit, the crowd erupted. And he came to the stage. I mean, he came down the ramp, and he got in the ring. I mean, he whooped. I mean, he was laying out everybody. That, to me, was probably one of the best uh, Stone Cold moments that I can remember um, that just sticks out to me as far as just everything that it, it was all-encompassing. It was just everything put together. What made Stone Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't think they could have did that with anybody else. Now they probably could have. Uh, like right now, currently the ways the way everything's set up. If you look in the last five to ten years, had they do something like that now? Let's just say for all all for example, um, it's an AEW type of deal and whatever whatever is going on, and the only star right now that I could see would give that pop to give that, that excitement to make your hair stand up on the back of your neck to make them chill. The goosebumps come up would probably be the rock uh, right now. Like if that same situation was going on uh, right now, currently in WWE or in wrestling in general, if that same situation, the same scenario was going down right now, 
The Rock would be the only superstar that I could think of that can draw that type of excitement and that type of uh, bone chilling atmosphere in in the air. That's the only person. But um, yeah, Stone Cold was the best man. He was just one of the best. You know, he just made people look good too. I think that goes. I think that goes uh, to his credibility. A lot of people don't don't look into that as well as how he made you look in the ring. I've seen a lot of stars talk about Stone Cold's in-ring performancing, and it's not just you know, it's not the move sets, it's not that, it's how he took uh how he took somebody and put them over, or how he made you look in the ring, and that is a uh, that is a a trait uh, that is something they teach you a lot of how I don't even think they teach you. It's not even something you can be taught. You know, it's just like that one. It's an intangible type of deal. You know what I mean? Like some people just have that it factor, like their face just is like something about that face or it's just something about your personality uh, or whatever. Stone Cold, it just something, it was just something about how he performed in ring with guys. And there's not too many stars that I can think of off the top of my head that I can put in the same category as just was an absolute, absolute in, in ring performer, uh, excuse me a in-ring performer that just it didn't matter who he was who he was wrestling they were going to make you look good whether you win lose or draw you was going to come out looking good and that's the whole point what people don't understand about wrestling is everyone has to look good uh it's not just about wins and it's not just about wins and losses stone cold probably bret hart uh sean michaels um them type of guys they made people look good okay regardless of what the situation is but Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he came out, uh, when he won the King of the Ring, was it uh, was it the ninety? What was the ninety six? Was it ninety six or ninety eight? The King of the Ring, right? When he won the King of the Ring, I'm probably got my my stats a little wrong. Um, but if I'm if I'm wrong, please correct me. But when he won the King of the Ring tournament, and he get he he cut his promo, okay, and they was interviewing him on stage, and he was like. Um, Austin 316 says I just whooped your ass that was it you got to remember Stone Cold was just coming from stunning Steve it was, <laughs> it was something really weird uh, he was you know reinventing his character and you know he had he didn't have his hair he had cut off his hair at this point in time but because uh, he's with the tag team and um, they had you know blonde hair and everything but he was um, in WCW and uh when he got into the WWF at the time and he cut that promo after the King of the Ring, that was it. It catapulted him. And I think everybody from that point on that one King of the Ring was going, was eyeing. This is what I mean about Stone Cold. He has set the bar so high that when you won King of the Ring, everybody was expecting you to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not per se his persona or not to say his, his charisma or anything like that. It was... It just it meant like if you won King of the Ring, you were supposed to have basically have a good year. You were supposed to be the next star, basically. And because everybody wanted to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, they saw what happened when King of the Ring happened. Had Stone Cold not won King of the Ring, who knows what we who knows if we would be talking about a Stone Cold, a Steve Austin 316 day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his his career prior to King of the Ring was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad. It's just that King of the Ring moment just set him up and it just, I mean, literally slingshotted him into greats, into the into the Mount Rushmore uh, of wrestlers. 
I, in my opinion, he's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. And it could be a little bit biased because I haven't watched, I haven't, I wasn't able to watch Ricky Steamboat or, um, you know, Jimmy uh, Superfy. I wasn't able to see a lot of these these wrestlers um, like that. Not like I did with Stone Cold. And it's it's kind of like the same thing with people that argue with Michael Jordan and stuff like that. I, you know, I, did, I watched Michael. I watched Mike do a lot of stuff, but I didn't grow up on Mike, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm 34. I was born in 87. So a lot of the stuff that a lot of the greatness and a lot of the stuff that Mike has went through, I'm either I was either either too young to under to really remember or I was into other stuff. I was really into wrestling more than I was. I definitely was into wrestling way more than I was into basketball. You know, my guy was Penny Hardaway. But um, anyway, I'm getting off topic. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of those people that's going to be on the Mount Rushmore. If they had to put four people up there. Stone Cold, hands down, would be on the Mount Rushmore uh, of, of, of wrestling, period. But that moment of Raw was just uh, solidified that for me. Uh, when he uh, kind of like turned heel, heel, like really a real heel, like he was, you know, with the uh, Federation. Um, you know, he was on team, you know, teams with Triple H and they won the tag, the tag titles. And, you know, when he uh, hit Lita with the chair, hey, yo, <laughs> it was a... One thing I liked about that, that era back then, um, it wasn't ruined by people now. Internet right now has kind of like ruined a lot of stuff because there's always insiders and stuff like that that kind of, they take they take stuff and they ruin it for you. They put it on the internet. Oh, rumor, the rumor mill or the rumors is, or this person supposedly, and they're going to put the title on this person. My, it really takes the way from the it takes away from the entire excitement of the show of the of what's going on it leaves you not surprised you kind of like get into the whole situation oh, i'm just watching to see if it actually happens but you don't have the excitement at least for me you don't have the excitement anymore it's just not there when stone cold was wrestling stone cold to me even even not even having the internet it was just you just never knew what you was going to get into. You just never knew what type of trouble, what type of hell Stone Cold was going to raise. OK, you just knew that once if his music, if he was in the arena, it was going to happen. And the dude performed every time. Like even if he didn't have a match, he performed in some kind of some sense of, of the word. If, if it wasn't backstage promoing, if it wasn't bar brawls. If it wasn't hitting Vince McMahon, oh my goodness, the Vince McMahon segment when Vince McMahon was in the hospital and he beat him over the head with the damn bedpan. Come on, people. You come on. <laughs> come on. Or the segment or where he's uh uh feuding with Booker T and they're in the uh the the what was it? Um it wasn't a grocery store, it was more like a convenience store. Come on, people, like you can't. I mean, you can write this stuff, but you can't do that stuff now. I mean, of course, we're in a, the age of PG and everything so politically politically correct and, and violence and, and trying to project a certain image to um, the younger wrestlers and not even just the younger, the younger uh, watchers and uh, not even just them, but it's just the way culture is now. Uh, everything's so sensitive. Um, but back then, I mean, it was great. And there was nobody else that I could think of fits the billing like Stone Cold Steve Austin did. Um, nobody. And, and that's just in my opinion. Okay. My opinion is what it is. Is I'm not speaking fact, okay? It's just my opinion. Uh, his fuse was Triple H. His fuse with The Rock. Um, I think I think Stone Cold's injuries 
the thing that down that made the downfall of Stone Cold when it came to feuding with The Rock was his injuries. Uh, he didn't have a whole bunch of matches with The Rock. Let's be clear about that. When I think about a few, I'm thinking about, you know, going back and forth, you know, just all the time. Like, any, it didn't have to be like every night they were wrestling each other, or, or but it was like all the time, you know, uh, whether it was spitting their promos at each other or uh, just just uh, the the consummate uh, going back and forth, who's number one, who's number two, who's who's in line, who's next. It, like, it was always going to be them two for a while. And I just think his injuries just started to, to plague him. Uh, of course, I mean, over time, you take the type of uh, the beatings that uh, they have, it's going to happen. Uh, injuries will happen. Uh, but I think the injuries kind of like sideline Stone Cold. And um, you know what? There'll never be another Stone Cold. I don't want it. I don't want another Stone Cold. I'm going to be honest with you because it's going to feel like plagiarism. <laughs> it's going to feel like plagiarism. I don't want another Stone Cold. I don't want another rock. I don't want another. I don't want these guys. I want people to be who they are and, and walk into their own light, into their own path. I don't want I don't want copycats. The original is nothing like the original. There was never another Stone Cold before Stone Cold, and it will never be a Stone Cold after Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin 316 is original, and he is, uh, like I said, the GOAT. He is definitely one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I know when people mention GOAT, they're like, you can't be uh, the GOAT and be one of. You either are or you're not. Stone Cold is one of the goats. I don't care. It's I don't care what you feel about it, but he's one of the goats. Uh man. So yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. Austin three sixteen, March sixteenth is now officially is going to be officially every year we're going to look back on March sixteenth. Every year we're going to go back and and look at some tape. I'm going to do that now. Actually, when once I'm finished with the podcast, once I'm finished with this episode, I'm going to be going to have my lunch. I'm going to eat. I'm going to have my drink and I'm going to sit and binge a little bit on some uh, nostalgic Stone Cold Steve Austin greatest hits matches and and, and so forth and so forth. Um, I want to understand. I want to know how do you feel about Stone Cold Steve Austin? I want to know how do you feel about Austin 316 Day? Um, I I just want to know if you can. uh, You can leave a comment. You can uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter uh facebook all under the uh the closeted nerd you can find me there you can leave comments here when you uh you can always leave me comments leave me reviews and stuff like that it's greatly appreciated i want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode listen to me talk about my uh one of my favorite wrestlers um thank everybody for listening supporting me following me and uh sharing um each one of these things that i do uh this is us we're doing this together and uh, we continue to move forward. So in the essence of um, in the essence of this day, <laughs> um, that's the bottom line. OK, and that's the bottom line. All right. Uh, everybody have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be safe. Take care of everybody. Uh, take care of yourselves. And I will talk to you guys on the next podcast. All right. Go. <laughs>